Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Hey, on today's episode, we're talking about ditch the need for approval with a cup of tea. So what I'm going to share with you is that there are four types of approval seeking, uh, four reasons for, for seeking for approval. I'm going to ask you one overarching question that you're definitely going to want to write down. Actually, there's several questions you might want to write down for this. Uh, We're going to talk through what those four approval-seeking behaviors are like. Uh, I'm going to give you an example how it has shown up for me. Uh, And then I'm going to give you a little activity that you can do in your imagination that can really help you sort through, uh, you know, some of the issues that you might be having with people so that you can get the results that you say you want in your life, okay? So definitely take some notes, write down these questions, do the activity, and then circle back around uh, and let me know how it goes, okay? All right, enjoy. All right, so I have one question that's really going to guide our time together. And, and this might be a question that you want to write down and really spend a little bit of time with this. So who would you be without the thought that you need to seek for approval? Who would you be without the thought that you need to seek for approval? So we're also talking about, um, you know, approval is also looking for acceptance, looking to be acknowledged, looking to be noticed, looking to be loved. So who would you be if you didn't need all of that? I answered that question for myself a while ago and, and I came up with, well, number one, I'd be a whole lot more peaceful (laughs) because I wouldn't be worrying about what other people are thinking about me. Um, I, I'd be able to live my life as I wanted to live it and not worried about, you know, what does my, my husband want me to do? What do my children want me to do? What does my client want me to do? What does my, uh, in-laws want me to do again, more peaceful, right? And uh, what I've noticed over time is I've, I've really tried to focus on this for myself is yes, I'm, I am much more peaceful. I'm, I'm living the life that I want and I let people be themselves more now. So instead of thinking about what does my husband want and then trying to kind of turn myself into this person that that he might want, I just, I am who I am and I can let him be who he is too. So, you know, there's um, four types of approval seeking, if you will. Um, There is looking to impress somebody. So, you know, somehow you want to show somebody that you know something or that you can do something. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in the field that I'm in right now, uh, and some of them are bigger names, but, but you'll notice that there's a lot of egos out there. People saying, I can do this and I can do that. And then there's some people who are saying, Hey, I can help people do this. I can help people do that. Um, And all of that is wonderful, but it's all a a trying to impress, right? Uh, I, I don't try to impress in my business. I just try to invite, Hey, do you, do you want something better in life? Uh, I can hold sacred space for you so you can figure it out. Okay. So no impressing, just inviting, uh, another type of, of approval seeking is searching for love. Again, you're, you're searching for something that you already have. Love is all around you. Life is supporting you. 
okay? If you have, um, you know, a place to live, if you have a, a vehicle, if you have friends, if you have any one of those, love and life are supporting you in some way. So go back a couple days to our podcast where we were talking about um, uh, the sun and the clouds, and that'll give you some perspective. Another type of, of approval seeking is um, uh, just having a fear of displeasing someone. So, so you don't want somebody to um, be upset or unhappy. And then uh, one more is feeling like somebody has power over you. And I know that sounds a little weird. We're going to talk about all four of these just a little bit, but, but really the, the impressing, loving, fear of displeasing, and ha- having somebody have power over you are all types of approval seeking. So there's four questions, one related to each one of those. Uh, I really have found these four questions to be very valuable to me. I've been asking myself these four questions, oh, You know, I I think it was in a book that Byron Katie wrote. Um, She's written many books, but I'm looking at my shelf trying to figure out which book it is, and it's not coming to me. Uh, But that was probably two, maybe three years ago that I started asking these questions. And so I've had some progress in these, and I'll share a little bit of that. But the first question is, who do you want to impress? So who in your life do you want to impress? And I can say this, I am a recovering people pleaser. There was a time in my life where I wanted to impress everybody. If you were in my life, I wanted to impress you in some way. And I don't think it was a a try to impress you like I'm so big and I'm so wonderful, but I wanted to impress you in more of a, do you like me? Can I make you happy kind of way? And now I realize for myself, who do I want to impress? Um, myself, (laughs) I really want to impress myself. Uh, right now I'm just going through this, this phase. Um, I'm, I'm resting more. Uh, I'm really caring for myself. I'm almost desensitizing my nervous system, if you will. So, so doing things like taking a nap, being outside in nature every day, working less. Ironically, I'm working less and making more than I ever have, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, But I'm impressing myself every day. So who are you trying to impress? The answers are going to be really important to you. Okay. The second question is whose love do you want? Whose love do you want? So who are you trying to get love from? Okay. Now that, that is, um, a natural kind of human thing to, to want love, to need love, to search for love. Again, going back to that idea that, that the thing that you feel you don't have, you actually do have, you're just, the clouds are kind of coming in the way. I have learned over time through, through seeking to make other people happy. I was really trying to say, if I make you happy, will you love me? So for me, I've realized in the past few years, I want to love myself. Sure, I love when other people acknowledge and notice me. Absolutely. I'm just not searching for that anymore. It's almost like that's a bonus, right? But can I do my work? Can I take care of myself? Can I serve my family? Can I do all these things called life 
and love myself without seeking for that from somebody else. Okay. Now you might not be there and that's okay. I'm just asking you the question. So you have to come up with your own answer. And the more that you stick with that, right? So these are four questions that you might want to write down. So you have, and you can come back to them regularly. The more that you learn and grow about yourself. So the third question is, who are you afraid of displeasing? Now, the last time uh, I did this a few weeks ago as a self-reflection, I was like, okay, who am I afraid of displeasing? And the first thing that came to me was um, my clients and new customers. And I was like, ooh, that's new. I haven't, I haven't had that in a while. And so I was really thinking through that, like, okay, I, I'm afraid of displeasing my clients. I want to make sure I'm serving them at a higher level. And so one of the things I thought of was, well, am I? And so it really um, kind of pushed me a little bit to, to just do, do some surveying of my clientele and say, hey, what's working for you? What's not working for you? Is there something that I can do that would make this better for you? And also ask for testimonials. So I did find one or two things that would streamline my um, scheduling process. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So the, the question who are you afraid of displeasing led me to the the client answer, which led me to serving my clients in a better way and also helped me to basically gain from my clients. No, this is awesome. So about 80% of what they gave me was really good. I was like, okay, good. Awesome. So it was, you know, more of a fear of myself, but the other 20% is going to be really good because now I can serve them better. And then the new customers, I was like, interesting. So new customers I've never worked with, why am I afraid of displeasing them? And I was really going through that thinking about, uh, maybe it's not displeasing. Uh, maybe, maybe I fear that, that they won't, um, kind of come into the work that I do because they don't understand what I do. So then the next thought was, well, how can I help new people who've never worked with me understand who I am a little bit better? And so, you know, I'm, I'm working on making sure that, you know, my, my sales copy is really good, that, that I'm telling stories more, that I'm using testimonials from other people. Um, so I'm using all of these things to help people understand, um, this is who Michelle is. This is the work that we do. So again, looking at it as, oh, I don't have to fear displeasing these people. I can go ahead and make it better than it's been before. And then the last question is, who do you think has power over you? Who do you think has power over you? Now, for me, this is another one I've worked on. Um, in the past, I, I had more of a, I guess, a victim mentality. And I also had a lot of authority figures in my life that I felt like had a lot of power over me. Uh, I've had some progression in that area. And I realize now the only person that has power over me really is me. Um, however, when I asked this question a couple of weeks ago, the thought that came to me was my PhD committee, my dissertation committee, uh, we're, we're getting to the end of this and they have a lot of power as in like, you know, here I thought we were done and then, oh no, you got to fix this, this section. Okay. Every time I think we're done, we've got to fix something else. And I was thinking of it as they have a lot of power over me. 
I had to switch my thinking to this is a part of the process. They don't have power over me, right? It's a part of the process. Now, one of the things that I have found is really a, a simple activity that you can do. So, so once you go through, and I'll, I'll tell you this, if you ask yourself these four questions, especially if you've never done it before, you're going to have a lot of people for your answers. You're going to have people, you're going to have organizations, institutions. There's going to be a lot of answers that come up for you. As you go along, you'll have less and less and less answers over time. So just keep at it. Don't worry if you have a lot of people that you are trying to impress or, or that you're trying to get love from or that you, you don't want to displease or you think have power over you. The number of people doesn't matter. Okay. Just, just ask yourself the question. Now, one thing you can do, um, pick one or, or a couple of those, but you're going to imagine that you're sitting down to tea or coffee with this person, right? So, you know, maybe you're at a coffee house or maybe you're at your kitchen table. Maybe you're in your living room. You're just sitting down to have tea or coffee with this person. And all you want to do is, uh, imagine that you're, you're with this person. So I'll give you an example, uh, my PhD committee. So there are three people on this committee. Uh, if you don't know how it works there, the first person is my, um, content person. So he knows about early childhood, which is the field in education that I'm working on. Uh, I do most of my communications with him. The second person is my methodologist. So I'm doing a quantitative analysis. So he helps me with all of the numbers, research, statistics, that kind of thing. He's also in early childhood um, and does a lot of research for some of the largest school districts in the United States. So it's fun to see that side of it as well. Well, fun for me, maybe not you. Uh, and then the third person is what, what is considered a blind reviewer. Uh, so she only sees my, my paper at major milestones. Uh, so she, it's kind of like, you know, if you read the same thing over and over and over again, you, you miss things. This blind reviewer doesn't miss things. Okay. So I imagine that I was sitting around the coffee table with these three people and I, I also imagine that I'm just being open, willing, and curious. I'm just, we're, we're not trying to get anything done. We're just having a conversation and that I'm not trying to influence them in any way. I'm just trying to get to know them as people and I let them have all of their own thoughts, right? And as I'm having this conversation, asking them questions about the work that they do, you know, how did they find themselves to get to, to the school? And yeah, you know, some of this is just imagination, right? Like you don't know the real answers, but just allow it to be there. The one thing that I noticed, um, every time I do this activity, there's some questions I like to ask myself. So what does it feel like to have this very, um, just open conversation, and to me, it feels very peaceful. It feels fun. It feels inspiring. And I also feel included because in, in this PhD process, I've not felt included. It's almost like they're a group of their own telling me what to do. But as I have this conversation with them in my imagination, I feel like, oh, I'm one of the four, which is a very different feel. And then I ask myself, what do you notice about how it feels to be you, right? So, so now not just what does it feel like, but what do you notice about how it feels to be you as a person? 
And for me, I feel blessed. I feel welcomed. I feel like I'm an expert sitting at the table with other experts. And that's a a different shift in perspective than I'm a student and they're telling me I'm doing things wrong. And then, you know, just the the next question, what do you notice about them? And I notice that as I, I have these conversations with them, that they open up more, they tell me, you know, what I need to do to serve, uh, you know, the, them better as they're doing their job. Um, and I just notice, Hey, they're, they're just pretty cool guys, right? So you can do this imagination too. pick any person on your, your list with those four questions and try this out. And then go and actually have a conversation with somebody. Come at it from a place of being open and willing and curious, not trying to influence them for anything, just being present and in the moment. And ask yourself, what does that feel like while you're doing that? And what does it feel like, um, or what do you notice about how it feels to be you? And what do you notice about them? I promise you, if you work on this, uh, you know, the, I, I can tell you this, that as I've done this over time, it, it helps me to, to do things like serve my clients at a higher level and actually finish this dang paper. Okay. So again, it, it is a, a Jedi mind trick of sorts that can really help you change your perception and change these, uh, approval seeking behaviors that might be getting in the way of you getting what you want. Okay. So when you ditch that need for approval, you really get more peace. You get more fun. You get more results. You you meet new people. Um, and you live more of an interesting life. So I'll I'll leave you with this thought. Um, (laughs) Byron Katie in one of her books, she said, we all do emotional gymnastics to be seen as wonderful or funny just to get what we already have. And because we're doing the gymnastics, we don't see that we already have it. And so really what she's talking about is we're doing these emotional and mental gymnastics to impress somebody, to, to be loved, um, to, to not please, or to not, um, displease somebody and to, um, you know, really just, we're doing it in in order to be approved of. And when we stop having to do the emotional and mental gymnastics, when we're with a person, we can just be who we are. We can let that other person be who they are. We can have a genuine, honest, open and authentic connection. And guess what? You're going to feel approved of, you're going to be noticed. You're going to be acknowledged. You're going to feel that love People will be free to show that to you. So instead of seeking for that, assume you already have it and just be real, genuine and authentic. Okay. All right. Hey, I know this went a little bit longer than we usually do, but I think it's so important. Uh, Feel free. Go ask yourself those four questions. Do that, that activity, having tea or coffee with uh, your person. Please reach out to me and let me know how did it go? I would love to know one way or the other. And if you have some issues, let me know because I'll gladly answer some questions for you. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. So, uh, you know, with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.